Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co-host with more nuggets than Chick-fil-A, Nick Morahan. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here. Nevada Putnam. And now, the single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Cologne Mendez. On with the show. Can I get a what, what? Welcome into episode 228 of Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Cologne Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. On today's episode, we're beginning into Pop Culture Pick'em, top five marathon TV shows slash bingeable. Uh, we'll head-to-head review of What the Fuck Headline, and we'll get into Blind Five and then NFL midseason review. How are you doing this evening, Nick? What do you think is the the uh, right time to start decorating for Christmas? Uh, Black Friday. December 20th. <laughs> okay. A little bit of uh, disparity there in the answers. Black Friday, you think, Jermaine? The day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's Thanksgiving is a full-fledged holiday. I'm I agree. So, I'm so sick of Christmas nutheads trying to force their goddamn music and their goddamn tinsel down my throat. Let's just have maximum joy – for the 30 plus days until you have Christmas instead of minimum joy for two months. And I stole yeah. that from another podcast that, that exacts the way they phrase that. Cause that it's just the right way. Yeah. I mean, I am I'm, I'm a big fan of, of once the, the calendar turns to December, that's when you can start decorating for Christmas. I don't understand why, why Christmas fanatics decorate then take a break take a like week off to break for Thanksgiving. It doesn't make any sense. Your Christmas tree should not be up before you've cut open that bird. Agreed. Eric, why December 20th? Because he's a Grinch. No, it's not that I'm a Grinch. It's just that like you oversaturate people, man. By the time fucking Christmas comes around, I want to fucking, I don't want to hear any Christmas music. I'm just over it. Like just two yeah, weeks of yeah, it is all you need. You, yeah, when you start. Two weeks. Two weeks. That's you five mean. days. It's not two weeks, my guy. I'm saying, like, if you want to do earlier than December 20th, like, two weeks is good. Like, see, I grew up in a house where, like, I had a dad who just accommodated my mom, and mom was a holiday freak. So, they, she had the fucking, what are those little poncietta, poncietas? Yeah. Dude, she'd have the poncietas up fucking halfway through November. Me and my dad would be on the roof. I would fell off, like, twice as a kid trying to put fucking Christmas uh, lights up. Like, it's just ridiculous, dude. I'm tracking now why you are the way you are. Okay. <laughs> He's dead inside. <laughs> There's no joy anymore. Oh, it's been, it's, it's, been snuffed. it's been snuffed out by putting up decorations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think that decorations should go up that early. But I also am a huge fan of Christmas movies, though. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just Cr- fucked in the head. Christmas time is tight. Yeah, but don't get froggy with it and start decorating when it's still. November 11th. If you're decorating before Veterans Day, get fucked. You know, I think one thing that left a salty taste in my mouth was I would get yelled at on a constant basis about turning off lights or not running water. And then these crazy motherfuckers have electric Christmas lights up for two months. 
That's like, why they're saving all that electricity <laughs> for that. But that bugs. <laughs> what, what, what if I need a, a night on it, a light on at night, so I can walk to the bathroom? Bro, use your hands. Blind people get it done. That's not true. And you're fully capable. Yeah, sticks, bro. Yeah, so do you. It's called arms. <laughs> yeah, arms and legs. And also, like, did you not know the path of your house? It doesn't change. It's not. It's not nighttime, and your house rearranges. Anything that anything that's in that path is what past Eric has put you to trip that up. <laughs> and I, I got news for you, Eric. You got answers to that test. <laughs> like, you know what's in that hallway. That's true, that's it's true. you're not getting hit with a surprise. There's all of a sudden a table in the <laughs> middle of a hall, bro. Like. If there's a dude in your house, one, you probably caused it, knowing you. So this is... He's there for a reason. <laughs> and, and two, you're just fucked at that point. Like, you, like, you're going to go to the bathroom where you're at. So you've already taken care of your bathroom problem. That's true. Uh, this is kind of non-related, but kind of related. So uh, we had some buddies, and I won't say any names to keep them anonymous here, but they had a blind dog. Oh, you mean Kyle? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, well, the dog's name is Kai Go. So the people that, you know, own the dog. But he was blind and deaf, and they used to move furniture around in the house and just watch him bump into shit, try to figure it out. That's pretty funny, dude. It's funny, but it's kind of it's kind of evil, too, right? Poor dog they're still feeding and walking this dog, right, Eric? <laughs> yeah, of course. So, yeah, the dog did not be undue harm. Like, they just bumped into a few things. Like, Jesus Christ, this new, like... Bro, sorry, ran over. <laughs> Maybe I just love dogs and I thought I was low and humane. But... Yeah, right. You probably died laughing when they told you, bro. You're like, when can I come over? I'm trying to No, watch. I was there on the couch. Exactly. Them, but... Died laughing. Didn't <laughs> I didn't arrange it. For... I didn't do anything, huh? Didn't do anything. <laughs> That's what we call accomplice. Accessory, right. accessory two, sir. You're worse, <laughs> you're worse than the Nazis, Eric. <laughs> Let me guess. You were just sitting on the couch because you were following orders. <laughs> no, nah, that's probably because I was too stoned. Very <laughs> told you about the, and this will be a buddy that goes unnamed. Uh, my buddy who was so Kyle. High. Whenever <laughs> it's an unnamed name. person, that person's name is Kyle. By the Not way. Kyle. No, my buddy was, uh, and shout out to this buddy. He'll he'll recognize this story, and he is an avid listener of the podcast. Oh, so I, I just tell him I'm sorry. So I just gave you like 20 names to look at. Um. He was so high once in high school that he stopped. Uh, oh, I've heard this story. He crazy. stopped at a stop sign and waited for it to turn green. And he looked around and he was like, oh, shit, what am I waiting for? Then he realized he was walking, Eric. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, I honestly think I could top that, though. All right, let's hear it. I had a buddy ask me to help him look for his car keys while we were sitting in the car. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I was like, dude, we're driving. What do you mean? Can you help me find your keys? God that's that's it. that's probably when you get out of the car. That's when I would exit the vehicle. God damn it, Kyle. God damn it. This same friend also drove to the wrong city stone one time. Oh, I know it is yeah. now. That's funny, dude. Drove to the wrong like this. Yeah, is- we were at a party on the on the west what side of town. Is- and instead of driving east to go home, he continued to drive west and ended up in New Mexico. We, and, then, you know, and then called us like an hour and a half later. Was like, "Yo, I think I'm in Las Cruces." He entered a different state, my man. <laughs> I, at no point in time did he realize he entered a different state. 
You know, this, this is one of those times that I'm really, really glad that we don't live in Europe because that would have been a problem if he like got to the border of another oh. country and was like, uh, <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Well, that happened to me and you. Remember, JC? We fucking, my stupid ass missed the last exit on the freeway and ended up in fucking Tijuana. Oh, bro. And then you were stressed to the nines. And I was just like, take a breath, my guy. We know the language. <laughs> and I will say I wasn't stoned for that one. That was just pure idiocracy. We were dropping off uh, some Where is at- El Banyo? <laughs> we, were dro- <laughs> we were dropping some buddies off at the border because they wanted to go and to Tijuana party in Mexico and, shit. and I was like I'm not going but I'll give you a ride so Eric and I bebop walked out there and I'm like looking down on my phone and there's signs there's literal signs last exit before Mexico uh, well actually about about every once you get five miles away it's like five exits until Mexico they like a countdown clock you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I was just like yeah dude just follow the signs like you're looking for the mall I think I said the mall of uh oh and maybe it's America's mall but it, I was like dude it's it's gonna tell you outlet malls just exit the outlet mall my man's just didn't do anything and they got mad at me it was my fault I even, though I, even I though I gave him the directions but- I'm just kidding. You? You're the one driving. You pay attention. Yeah, I was stoned. I just don't remember. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Let's get into head-to-head first. You want to get into head-to-head first? Yeah. All let's right. get it out of the way. All right. So, pretty rough week. But we'll get it pulled up here. So, Jermaine went <laughs> continuing the trend right now, 0-3, putting him at 46-76-1, down 12.3 units. The odds are getting bigger, though. The odds are getting bigger. <laughs> just one needs to hit, baby. <laughs> um, I'm going for units, not wins. Nick went 0 and 3. I lost count, but I think he's at an 18. Oh streak. my god, damn dude. right, <laughs> damn right. But once one of them hits, yep, yep, 42, 79, and 2 on the season, down 11.3. He's already got his three L's that submitted. That is the oh, most yeah, you've dude. been down all year, Nick. So I know, dude. I would have been down friggin' 20 units, but John Rom saved my fucking bacon. <laughs> <laughs> True, uh, and, and I, I had I had a ridiculous run of like four home runs back to back to back. Yeah, it's actually impressive you're not down more. <laughs> yeah, um, I went two and one last week, uh, forty-seven seventy-six on the season, up two point three units, and Nevada easy ones. That's why easy. I had a seven hundred dollar parlay hit or seven hundred dollars plus seven hundred. Show the receipt plus seven hundred. Have you ever made a seven hundred dollar bet in your life? How do you have that kind of Freudian? I sleep? did with Nick, and he lost and he paid me. And uh, no, that was a thousand dollar bet, Eric. It was more than seven hundred. He said I ever made a bet more than seven hundred dollars. No, does not count. I'm talking about the house. Uh, oh, anyway, uh, Nevada went zero and three. Uh, putting him at 47, 72, and 1. Betting down. your dumb friends is not count. just for the record. 1.4 <laughs> units. Well, then, no, I haven't put a put, bet that big. Because then I'm up big in life. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Yeah, I think Jermaine has most of my mortgage. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's real bad. Eric, looking at that plus units, though. That's nice. Yeah, that's why I went safe route with these bets this week. Oh, dude. You did go safe route. 
What a sissy! This is just you're gonna betray what money. you're gonna betray what got you there. You gotta stick to the show, bro. It's plus three twenty two, plus four ninety four, and plus three forty nine. I didn't shoot for the fucking stars, mm. but I did take some big scared, scared money. Scared money. Scared money. Now scared, you're scared losing. Money it has me up at scared, plus two point three. Well, you should sit down. Yeah, negative. we'll see you at negative units next yeah, week. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> With your yeah, scared money, I actually bet that that would happen and probably hit. He's gonna start betting minus. He's gonna. We're gonna start getting these chats these these texts back in the chat oh, what's the highest odds we can bet again 165 <laughs> minus 165 let's go minus 500 if it means i'm winning you can that's against the rules <laughs> let's uh do you have the what the wt of headlines ready or not yeah i do i do have them pulled up right here let's do that one all right so the first one first ever florida man games to feature beer belly wrestling evading arrest obstacle course can a non-floridian submit his yes name? which is why i'm bringing up this screen because we are entering as a team let's go team registration right here we need some Boom. gopros and a live stream you gotta be 18 everybody 18 nevada's 18 yep no, uh they keep getting younger and that's it that's the only requirement you gotta be 18 but we need two more people to join us so callers out there to the roomies how two, many two. how more we need six yeah total? get your team of five competitors together there's 16 teams we across Florida. We have four. We have four, Oh, shit, yeah. I forgot Nevada's <laughs> not here, but he's here. So we need Uno Mas. And well, uh, you even said Nevada's name. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so here are the games. Uh, weaponized pool noodle mud duel. <laughs> yes. Evading arrest obstacle course. Yo. I'm Category 5 cash grab. A catalytic, catalytic converter, two bikes, and a handful of copper pipes race against time. And beer belly Florida sumo. My guy said catalytic. Boom. <laughs> kind of catalytic. Uh, February 24th, 2024, Francis Field in St. Augustine, Florida. I was being serious about registering us. If we can all get the time off, I think we should compete as a podcast. Well, that would, we were already going to Phoenix, though. So are we going to oh, be able to do bitch. both trips? Well, we'll have the 303 Olympics. Do we, want to just check, do we just want to not go to Phoenix and do this instead? Well, how about this? I'll touch back next week. Let me sign up, see like what the qualifications are, see if there's like an entrance fee, like also, get all the yeah, details. How much money do you have? And then I will and then I will follow up with you guys and see if, if this is something we want to do. We need a fifth, Nick. Who are we who are we looking at? I'm thinking Blake. Know. We can hold tryouts. Blake? I'm thinking Blake, baby. Oh my god. Pure how, value and comedic how entertainment. How funny would it be to have Blake looks like the guy in the logo, by the way. <laughs> how funny That's what would I'm it saying, be dude, to, have, too. to have Blake sauced trying these events would be amazing. Look, it has to be somebody who can delete beers, a term I learned from Nevada, which all four of us could do. And I'm I've been with Blake drinking before. He could delete beers, so I think we should do it. <laughs> yeah, Blake, Blake is I mean, a Blake is a state school kid. For if sure. deleting beers is a criteria, good lord, I have a Rolodex for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if that's, yeah. yeah. So it's not- I, I think I know a lot of four three British Marines that could help. <laughs> uh, but yeah, not really the craziest headline, but I just think it's a cool thing that they're doing. It doesn't always have to be crazy. It just makes you say, "What the fuck." But yeah, Eric, you got to look into it though. So next week's podcast, we ask you what's the deal with the Florida Man game. Yeah, I'll be looking into it. I'm I, I'm gonna register uh, right here on the website. I'm gonna try to do team registration. They don't just approve you. You like you have to write your strength down, and then, um, yeah. And we'll, if you and you better make it as ridiculous as possible. Take some of that. Look, you're not on stage. Yeah. So take some of that comedic energy and put it in our strengths. Deleting beers. Yeah, that's gonna be the first one. 
wrestling gators. I'm gonna put a picture of my belly and Jermaine's belly and be like, we get, got that covered. Get a Philly Fanatics hat, that hat I sent you, Eric, and run the whole obstacle course. In it. All right. Yeah. I mean, let's 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 <laughs> we're gonna team up some crazy cool things to do, but we gotta have matching overall outfits. Yeah. yeah for sure. I'm gonna bring Frank the Tank with me. Yeah, what we do is we go get Navy coveralls, Nick, and we cut them. Say less. I think I have coveralls right now. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> I think I threw mine away, and I've regretted it every day because they were so comfortable. Yeah. All right. And then uh, so we'll, we will touch back on that. I will do some research and get some information and see if it's something that we can make happen. Uh, but as far as a crazy headline, four men charged in the theft of a satirical golden toilet titled America at Churchill's birthplace. Worth 5.95 million American. Uh, there were seven people arrested, four have been charged. This actually happened in 2019, but they weren't charged until this year uh, on October 27th. They arrested, and it was at a what is it? It's a museum, the UNESCO World Heritage Site. The place where they stole it from is UNESCO World Heritage Site. And the reason why they're going to get in so much trouble is because they caused massive damage because the toilet was actually working. And for a small ransom, you could. Rent it out for three minutes to use it however you liked. I thought that shit was cool. That's pretty Wait. funny. Oh, they got oh, so they found them. Yeah. They never found the toilet. They melted it down and, and I guess they sold the gold or hid the gold or whatever. They've never returned they've never recovered the toilet or the money, but the guys who are most likely have done it were arrested. And that's Damn. what it looked like right there. They melted it down. Yeah. 18 karat gold toilet titled America. It was a it's a satirical artwork done by some Italian cocksucker, uh, Maurizio Catalan. <laughs> and it was real gold. It was real gold. Eighteen care worth five point nine five million dollars. That seems like a waste of money. Yeah, for satire. Anyway, I thought that was funny. I got a little annoyed that they named it America and it was a golden toilet, but whatever. Only in America, right? Well, they love they Europe loves to hate on us. I thought it was at Churchill's birthplace. That place is now a museum with a lot of artwork and a lot of cool stuff. And that toilet was there um, in that museum, which was Churchill's birthplace. And where was he born? Uh, I will tell you right now. Give me one second. Blenheim Palace, which is in Oxford. Did you see that word pop up on Eric's screen? He gave a... <sighs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's toilet wasn't in America, though. No, it wasn't in America. It's named America. So it's part of an installation. You said Blenheim. only in America. That's why I was just, like, confused. But he, So the Maurizio Catalan, the Italian artist that made it, is intended as a satirical uh, – it's, it's a satirical view of excessive wealth in America. Sorry. Sorry we got so money he, in your country, doesn't you, pussy? He made a $6 million toilet to make it. A comedic observation. Well, no, no, the the toilet is worth six million. I don't know if that's how much he spent on it. Yeah, I mean, it, he had to buy the gold. They may have just given it to him to do it. That's see, this is the my James Cameron argument all over again. He made he spent five hundred million dollars to develop the technology to shoot Avatar to retail Last of the Mohicans meets Ferngully just to tell us that we're all shitty people and that our reliance on machines. And technology is killing the earth. Ironic when you spend five hundred million developing new technology to make to tell your bloviated story. You know what I'm Again, uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, again, like 
it's it's a Italian dude making a golden toilet in Churchill's birthplace about America. Like, why, bro? You mad because you couldn't get in? It's wild, bro. It's wild. I, I just don't understand. <laughs> so you used excess wealth to make a commentary on excess wealth. Yeah. It's it's kind of stupid. But well, it well, actually would be I'm funny. It would be point. funny if he made the golden toilet. And was like, I'm going to take this gold and I'm going to make this toilet. And then some art dealer who was ridiculously wealthy was like, that's worth six million. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Eric, did you have something to add to that? Yeah, imagine how legendary it would have been if you still had that blonde mullet or the blonde hair that you were rocking for the Florida Man games. <sighs> yeah, but it was a lot of work. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Let's get into PCP here. All right, so PCP this week, uh, top five marathon TV shows, bingeable TV shows. Uh, order is Nicholas, Jermaine, and Eric. Nick, go ahead and kick it off. All right, uh, I'm going to go with Band of Brothers to start it off. Damn, that's bingeable? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. They're making another one, Nick, did you know? No, nah, don't. It's not going to be as good. No, no, no. It's, it's like... Yeah, it's because it's called Band of Sisters. <laughs> Ah, that's called that. That already exists. It's called Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh, fire movie! By the way, basically the same plot line as Band of Brothers. If you watch it, if you really watch it, shout out my girl America Ferrera, bro. You don't remember the part? The part when they're in Bastogne, taking fire from the <laughs> during <nest>. the <laughs> taking the fire from a Flak eighty eight. <laughs> Sorry for those of you World War II buffs. I understand it's an anti aircraft. <laughs> Never, your ass will be got on America Ferrera, dude. Shout out, Sisterhood, Traveling Pants, Fire Movie. Anyways, my pick, America's Next Top Model. I think that's where I fell in love with. Uh, uh, what's her name? I wasn't a Tyra Banks guy, though. Tyra Banks. I mean, first of all, let me re- relax. <laughs> <laughs> let me relax from how I said that. If given the pick of the litter, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean she's still banging by yeah. all accord. Like you know, of all the Victoria's Secret <laughs> models, the twenty of them. Adriana Lima, shout out. Heidi Klum, dude, shout out. All right, Eric, give us your two worthless picks so I can get my next fire in. <laughs> Word, her chef. Um, I'm gonna go Friends first. Damn. Good and then I'm gonna go Seinfeld. I I do not like Seinfeld. I do not like it. He's not smart enough. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're, you're right. You're right. You're right. What's the deal with cars? Everybody, cars go so fast. What's the deal with those? You're right. I need a fucking PhD to figure out Jerry Seinfeld. You're right, Jermaine. You're right. That's so funny. She's in the soup. She ate the soup. And then she had the soup. Uh-huh. I, yeah, you're right. I need to understand that. Right. Fuck Seinfeld. I, you know, I'm switching my position. Fuck Seinfeld. Racist piece of shit. God, it spins me up more than almost anything. (laughs) I could get you every single time. You have to be people. Because when I say, I've said it to, like, you just do it because I told you a story once about someone that said, I'm not smart enough to understand Seinfeld. Right? Yeah. You don't have to be smart to understand Seinfeld. (laughs) It's like people being like, Third Rock from the Sun is a good show. Not really. It's just Kelsey Grammer trying to say he's smarter than everybody else. 
It's because right. he is. Oh my god, I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> he gets so I got him. The dude. fucking goddamn it! Now the rest of my list is gonna make me like a big fucking dumb dummy. <laughs> I poked the fucking bear. I got him, boys. I got I'm him. Held. Uh, let's see. Fuck my next, my next choice is gonna be uh. Big Seinfeld. You pitched it. The Ultimate Fighter. That's a good show. Yeah, you, you don't have to be smart to watch it. It's also something that you just like put on in the background. Yeah, and you're like, wait, who? What? I thought he was knocked out. Like you're like you're like walking by, changing your laundry. Oh, he just got kicked to the edge. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna choose the amazing uh, Canadian television program, How It's Made. If you guys have seen How It's Made, oh, that's I've a seen fantastic that. I you, show. I thought you were gonna pick. Degrassi, the next generation. No, uh, and then I'm gonna go. Also, the the number one bingeable show in my life Shout has my been Sports Center. Sports Center, nah, dude. Sports Center, but you have to put a, a, a end year on that. Like, uh, 2010. Just put 1990 to. 2010. When did Stuart Scott die? That's usually how I feel like when ESPN fell off. Uh, it, was, uh, uh, it was before Kobe. I'll say I'll say 2000 to 2010 was was the glory years of that decade was the glory years of of Sports Center for sure that that was where it was at. Uh, my next pick is going to be um, Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. I actually, I actually that show was captivating to me. Yeah, I mean, I'll keep my mouth shut until until the end of this about those style shows. If if anybody has as anyone's. But we'll we'll get it in the honorable mention if if it uh, if it gets through to me. All right, uh, my next I'm gonna go Steve Irwin's Crocodile Hunter. Yeah, fantastic. What was the what was the other show? It was the it was the American guy Jeff Corwin. Corwin, yeah. Is it Jeff though? I'll yeah, it Jeff. It was Jeff Corwin. Yeah. We'll give we'll give your second pick. I'll look it up. You just uh, have to have a win in your name to fuck with animals. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then my next Jeff Corwin experience. That's what it was. Uh, the Office. Oh, don't like that show. It's hard to watch. You're, you're just not smart enough, bro. It's just like some episodes are not funny at all. And I'm not trying to watch a 30 minute episode and not find any. Some are cringe. Not even like I'm like not. They don't even. I'm just like okay. That was really really dumb. What's the what was the point of that? I got to watch. I I got to watch The Office after the hype, like after everybody was like, "It's like watching Game of Thrones." After all the hype has gone down, you can really truly watch the show. And I completely agree with you. (laughs) There is there there are some parts of The Office that it's just like there are some bits that I and I've seen like bits and pieces on like Instagram and YouTube and stuff that are also absolutely hysterical. So I can understand why people are very fond of it because I am laughing. I'm just like dying laughing at some of this. When when the Dwight fire drill, Asian gym. Asian, that's the great that's the greatest gag in office history. When they tried to get Dwight to take the red or blue pill and like that's the matrix scene and he decides to stay in the matrix. I mean, there are some very funny. Like, I, that's why I will always say, like, yeah, I, I, I get why people like it. But so for me, it's not. For me, like that show, the dynamic between Jim and uh, 
Yeah, we just said his name and I spaced out because Dwight. Yeah, Dwight. The, the dynamic between them is what makes the show. Yeah, they are pretty funny. It is. It's very comical. So, um, but it's also really bad. So, <laughs> uh, very next show I'm going to take is the it's MXC Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. Good call. Yep, great call. Adapted from an old Japanese, uh, a, a Japanese show. It's so it's freaking it's amazing. So, it's bro. so great. It's so great. They tried to bring it back and it wasn't that good. It's it's just one of those that has to live. That that has to live. Just do you know what the thing is? Is like you don't have to bring it back. Just air the old ones. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. the voiceovers. <laughs> when their mouths are still moving and the dudes who are voicing it over are st- are done talking. <laughs> right. Uh, actually, that's going to cause me to change my next pick. Oh, to wow. change the order a little bit. I'm going to go Ninja Warrior. Okay. Look at that. An NPCP switch An on NPCP the fly. Switch. And then with my final pick, I'm going to go Blue Mountain State. Oh, that was my last pick. Good one. Yeah, I'm going. These are all shows that I've watched on television marathons of. So I'm going road rules. Road rules. <laughs> Wait, what's the what's the one? That's the one where the parents get involved. Or you no, know, I don't really remember. <laughs> I just remember watching road rules. I don't actually remember the premise. I just it knew was, they did crazy things and lived in a house so, and yelled at each other. Yeah, it was oh, no. it was the competitors yeah. of the real world. The ones that like stood out and became the like had notoriety and shit, they all got picked to do road rules, and it was like similar to Big Brother or not Big Brother, but where you have to do like challenges and shit, and then you win prize money for winning road rules. But you had to be an ex real world member to be on it, or castmate or whatever you want to call. Damn, Eric, this is like your Baskin Robbins take. How much road rules did you watch? I watched a lot of real world and road rules growing Dang, up. Dang, what flavors Baskin Robbins got? This yeah, time? but so this, so real. Oh, rules, they actually have real... a pumpkin one this month. It's fucking fire, bro. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up and going this weekend. Real world was the house. Road rules was everyone was in an RV though. Yeah, and the right. challenge, and they did the challenges and shit, which were really cool. And they right. drove, drove around this fourteen seasons. Yeah. God damn! Oh, it's still going. Of course it is, dude. MTV don't miss, dude. Real World's still gone too, right? Let's yeah. relax, bro. What do you mean? Did you guys miss? watch Real World? What's your favorite season? Mine was Dallas. No, dude, I didn't watch Real World. Man, Eric, guys... Eric, you you knew the answer as soon as that thought came into your brain. Anyway, uh, with my last pick, I'm gonna go with. Oh, I'm gonna go with Planet Earth. Ah, damn it, dude! That's a fire. So Isn't there a second show. one too? I need to go binge that. Never seen it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there is a second one. Well, there's all like Blue Planet and Yeah. That Blue Planet is fantastic. I like watching shit on Antarctica too. Cause like sounds boring. There's always so many different takes. Like some people think, <laughs> you know, there's civilization under there. Some people think aliens are there. It's fucking cool shit. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I think uh, I think there's just really cool roller coasters. <laughs> It's just a bunch of dudes having fun. <laughs> it's where all the fathers went when they went to step out and get milk. Just a bunch of dudes <laughs> chilling. Uh, my, my honorable mentions, uh, all cartoons, American Dad, SpongeBob, Dragon Ball Z. 
Not SpongeBob or American Dad, but Dragon Ball Z is is heat. I think South Park is the only cartoon I can binge. American Dad is like a worse South Park, a worse Family Guy. You know what I mean? So I'd rather pick those over American Dad. I disagree, but okay. American Dad was written by the guy who did Family Guy, right? Yeah. Seth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a worse Family Guy. There's no chicken. There is an alien in it, though. <laughs> See, my thing is, is Rod, Roger is not better than Brian. Roger is 100% oh, better than Brian. no chance. Brian's always trying to fuck Lois, dude. It's hysterical. No, dude. Yeah, for sure. Roger is a way better character. No chance. I will give you that Stewie is not better than Steve. Or yeah, that's, that Stewie is better. Sorry, that Stewie is better than Steve for sure. The dad in American Dad is useless. He's a Fox News dad. I disagree. He is Fox News dad, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe I had to give it another shot, but nah. I would just remember watching this and I was just like, yo. This is exactly Family Guy, but they like changed. It's an alien instead. Yeah. Also, making fun of Meg is so much funnier. And there's no chicken versus Peter fights in American Dad. Oh, since we're talking about this, <laughs> just real quick, I want to get you guys' take. I think I know how you feel about it, Jermaine. But how do you Awful. feel about Rick and Morty, Nick? I. Because I missed that wave. I tried to get into it. I couldn't. I tried it's, my hardest. It's. I, oh my god, dude! How do I not sound like a pretentious Seinfeld, Seinfeld snob right now? I oh. get, I, I get Rick and Morty at this point. I guess I don't know, but there's times where I'm like, Jeremy Harmon, get out of your own ass! Like sometimes he's like, like the character of Rick is he's, and this is in interviews. The character of Rick is literally based off him, and there's like no problem he can't solve, and he's like the smartest dude in the universe, and he always comes up, and he's always like, "Fuck you, I'm the best." So it's like there's Dan Harmon. Is it Dan Harmon? Who's the other guy? Jeremy. The one that got kicked off who did yeah. the voices who touched yeah. people apparently. I, is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, he was he was a dick. But yeah, I mean there's times where like it's funny, and there's times where it's like, come on down to ants and stuff, because we got ants and stuff, and it's you should get some ants and stuff. It's like that's not like it's like, okay, guys, like let's Let's move on. Cool. I, I couldn't get into it. I tried. I tried because everyone was talking about it. I sat down multiple times. I'll tell you what. I've fallen asleep more times trying to watch Rick and Morty <laughs> than I think I've successfully watched the episodes. I, I will tell you that if you this, – this is the advice that was, that was given to me, Eric, from somebody that was on the wave mm -hmm. and, and loves the show. He was like, watch the first episode. You're going to hate it. <laughs> the very first episode he goes you're gonna go this is the stupidest show in the world he goes take a break take like a day break the next day watch the second episode if you have the exact same feelings the show will not be for you if you can tolerate the second episode then keep up that trend until you either are like fuck this show or you'll finish season one and you'll be like i have to watch this entire show now i finished i finished season one and two because my buddy jason shout out uh revenge of the pod boys they he loves that shit like he's like about like goes to like fucking they had like a some beer festival where rick and like they had rick and morty the owners or the guys that wrote it were there some shit he wanted to go to that like he loves that shit so I watched it with him when we were roommates. I just, I just couldn't get into it, man. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely the first. I think it was the first two seasons were were pretty decent. But then when Elon Musk came out in support of the show and said he loves Rick and Morty because you know, but normal people won't get it because you need a degree in astrophysics to understand the show. That was when it kind of split two ways, and they kind of started smelling their own ass a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you know, for the record, though, I'm not really a big Family Guy dude or a Simpsons. Like, it, it's South Park, and then everything else just can't hold a candle to it. In my I opinion. have not watched. The, the early, I have one animated show on, like, DVD, and it is the first six seasons of The Simpsons. And I think that is some of the greatest TV that has ever been put out animated wise. I did what I used to go home and watch the Simpsons, but I was never like, it was never, I'm never like, I was never a Simpsons guy. I love this. And shout out did Nevada. You, did you hear, I love Simpsons. did you hear about uh, that Homer's no longer strangling Bart in the show anymore? I, I the, the problem is like, I don't, it's been on for what, 35 years. <laughs> I tried yeah. to watch one the other day. Like I tried to watch the other day. I just hit you with a Midwestern the other day. It was like four years ago. <laughs> uh, I tried to, the I, last time, Eric. You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty-five seasons. Holy shit! You got that right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe um, you can watch Seinfeld. <laughs> no, that was just a lucky guess. A blind squirrel and nuts. Um, like, I mean, the first. Th- yeah, something. Peanut butter. Yeah, you know everybody. Everybody at home knows. You guys get it. <laughs> The first ten seasons of The Simpsons are 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 pretty great, but I passed. I don't know, probably past two thousand ten. I haven't watched anything. Yeah, it's almost. I it's like un like who's still watching The Simpsons is what I want to know because nobody talks about it anymore. So it must be kids still, huh? It I must guess. be like getting home, turning on cable or whatever. And but who has cable anymore? <laughs> Interesting. Anyways. I will say that their newest Treehouse of Horror episode, I usually like to check those out because those were always really fun. Uh, they had the animators and creators of Death Note, mm. the anime, right? One of the most widely regarded awesome animes ever. Uh, so that studio did the newest Treehouse of Horror episode. And Homer is looks real, like a person. And Lisa looks like a person and stuff. Ooh, and they've done that before. And Lisa is the is the main like protagonist who finds the Death Note book. So I will be watching that episode. So for mm-hmm. those of you out there listening, you know, in case you're interested. So <clears throat> The Simpsons from season one to season sixteen had higher than. Um, so they do viewers in millions, and it was fifteen. It was starting off at like 15.49. It was always in double digits up until the 16th season, which was 10.22. And since then, since 2006, they haven't had a season go over 9.57 was their highest. And now now uh, the last few seasons have been 2.03, 2.59. So their their viewership's really low. Yeah, I mean, 99 to 2006 was was the heyday of The Simpsons. That was when I was watching. Right, for sure. Yeah, that's I think their, that's. I think that's when our generation was watching. That's their biggest ratings. That's when they had 15, 14, 13. Yeah, everything else was like ten, they, eleven. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I kind of missed the seasons a little bit, but I mean, they started in eighty nine, I think. Yeah, eighty nine. 
So they started in 89. So yeah, 99 would have been the 10th season. And the 10th season until about the end of high school, which was 2010 for me, were pretty good. Yeah, I watched – and yeah, it was Simpsons. And then once I found South Park, I couldn't go back to the Simpsons. That's – so I I think what it was is in my family, Family Guy and South Park weren't allowed. (laughs) But Simpsons was allowed. They let us watch The Simpsons, right? Because The Simpsons was – like they had kind of – like. My dad had kind of watched The Simpsons, so he's like, "Oh, The Simpsons are fine, right? They're clean. Simpsons are clean, right?" All right, we're we're dragging a little bit. We got some stuff to get into. Let's go ahead and get into the blind five, so we can push into the main topics. All right, blind five. Um, let's go with uh, Step Brothers. Mm, very funny movie. I don't know three. Yeah, I'd say three is probably a safe pick. Step what, do we, what, what do we think the theme is? Step Brothers, uh, buddy movies, John C. Riley movies. <laughs> no, he's mad now, so he's picking obscure people. Uh, that's that's he's just like, man, fuck these guys. This is uh, we're doing Adam Scott movies. I was about to say Adam Scott movies. All right, or Catherine Hahn. All right, uh, the next option, Tommy Boy. Mm, oh, I do love Tommy Boy. I'd go I, two for Tommy Boy. All right, I'm good with that, dude. Tommy Boy at two. All right, the next one, Wedding Crashers. Weddings, maybe? Oh, I do love Wedding Crashers. <laughs> it's like my all-time favorite comedy. I think I'm going number one for Wedding yeah, Crashers. Yeah, I, I think I would go number one. All right. Dumb and Dumber. God damn it. Are these all Dan Aykroyd movies? No, they are buddy comedies. You already got it. Oh, I already got it. Yeah. Damn. From, oh, from Jump Street? Ty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric hates that. I know. Uh so I would not... put it I would put it four. I think it, it Dumb and Dumber is one of my most quoted movies ever. Yeah, but I don't think it's better than these other three. And I, I think it is. I, yeah. I agree that it's very quotable, but it's not better than Step Brothers, Tommy Boy, or Wedding Crash. Uh, yes, I think it is. I think oh. it's um, on my list. It would go well on my list. It would probably go number one on the movies we have right now. I don't think Wedding Crashers is that good of a movie. Oh my goodness, dude, you're out of your mind. Sorry, you would rather Dumb and Dumber than Wedding Crashers. Hundred percent. That's crazy talk. All right, so we're putting it at four. I'm in a glass case of emotion. Yeah, it's well, we don't have it. That's Anchorman, slots. though. <laughs> I know. I'm just fucking saying quotes, dude. <laughs> just like business as usual, just because we're talking movies. Crab cakes and football. It. That's what Maryland does. <laughs> All right. And then the number five one would be the other guys. Oh. Yeah, I mean, on this list, it's going it's going five. That's a fantastic list, though. I would put that over Dumb and Dumber. They say aim for the bushes. <laughs> the other guys is five. I would actually I would damn, that's kind of crazy. I think I would. It would be Wedding Crashers, Tommy Boy, the other guys, Step Brothers, Dumb and Dumber. Uh, this was this was presented by our other executive producer, Nevada. And one option that I left off because I haven't watched it was Hot Fuzz. I don't know. Hot I Fuzz is love. fire. <laughs> oh, Hot Fuzz would have been one for me, dude. I love that movie. Hot Fuzz is fire. I'm not putting it over. In this list, it's probably going where Dumb and Dumber is, but it's an outstanding movie. Just like I think Dumb and Dumber is great. 
it's just not better than these other movies. I think if I'm if I'm doing this list again, Tommy Boy's dropping out and Hot Fuzz is going in it too. It goes Dumb and Dumber, Hot Fuzz, Step Brothers, Wedding Crashers. Uh, yeah, Wedding Crashers, the other guys for me. The only novel Tommy Boy doesn't even make the list. Nah, Dude, I t- fucking nah. love Tommy Boy. Nah. Fat guy in little coat, bro. I use I quote Tommy Boy all the time. Whenever I Richard, say, whenever I say housekeeping, Nimi Flapilo. You literally say that every time you knock on a door. So that's pretty impressive. Richard, I- were you watching the New York Yankees? <laughs> housekeeping, Nimi, suck your dick. What, what kind of establishment hotel? is this? Oh, I fucking love it. And then when David Spade's going apoplectic about him having snacks in his car, and then they fucking let the candies fall into the engine. Oh, man. I, I think the one that I quoted the most was, uh, I can get a good look at a T-bone steak by sticking my head up a bull's ass, but I'd rather trust my butcher. Or take my butcher's word for it or whatever he said. That's Yeah, but the best quote is when he is first learning and he misquotes it. And he goes, you can look at a good steak by sticking your head up a butcher's ass, but you'd rather take the bull's word for it. <laughs> uh, first of all, if you're quoting something that long, fucking leave me out of the conversation. What? Why would we? Quotes have to be short, concise. I don't want a monologue thrown at me. Damn right. That's a funny quote, but how long does it take you to get that out? What number did you call? It's like a 10 second quote. Four or five, nine or six. Is there a niner in there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. Beverly Hills Ninja. Ooh. Ooh. I Ooh. fucking love that. In movie. a couple months, you get my you guys might get hit with a Chris, a Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Fly, fly, fly. I, I know I've seen Beverly Hills Ninja. I cannot remember a part it, of it. It's you're, you're I don't honestly I love that movie. But if someone was just like, that movie sucked, I'd be like, oh, I can see that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I loved it. But I, yeah, so you were like, I didn't like it. But me and my brothers watch that movie all the time. Specifically, my little brother. Fucking, that movie cracked me up, dude. Now that I think about it, he doesn't, he doesn't really, like, outside of Tommy Boy, what, Black Sheep, Beverly Hills Ninja, Coneheads, he died young. He died at like 33. Yeah, he burned bright. Yeah, Supernova, baby. Shine bright like a diamond. Oh, he's in Billy Madison like for like five seconds, but at least he's in Billy Madison. Shine bright like a diamond. He's he died at 23. 33. No, Eric's 33. Mm-hmm. That's the age for comedians and Jesus. That's when Mitch Hedberg died. That's when uh John Ritter died. That's when uh uh fuck, there's a whole bunch of comedians that died at there. Not a whole bunch, there's like five or six comedians that died. Bro, he was in almost heroes. I forgot about that. Oh, he was in Wayne's World. Or Wayne's World 2? Do we even watch Wayne's World 2? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I, I don't think I watched Wayne's World 2. <laughs> he said that. And I was like, yo, there's a second one? <laughs> yeah, dude, of course there is. Uh, Almost Heroes. That one was pretty funny. Let's see. I'm trying to see if. Oh, Airheads. I don't know if I've seen that movie, actually. Yeah, back when Brendan Fraser was skinny. Is. is... Is Brendan Fraser legitimately that size now? No, no, no. That was a fat suit. It is, he actually, right? He actually got he's like, a little chunky though. He actually yeah, he's chunkier, but he actually like got stronger wearing the fucking fat suit for the movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's because he was fucking pulling around a whole extra four hundred pounds. It's 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 sad to see what Brendan Fraser has become. Knowing Brendan Fraser in the mummy. Yeah. 
he had just such a such a he could have been a heartthrob. He missed his heartthrob potential. Well, he had a lot of health issues that kept him out of the limelight. Did he? Yeah, he had like all kinds of surgeries and heart complications and all kinds of shit. Oh, is that for real? Yeah, he was like laid up in a hospital for minutes. Man, I thought my man was cooling on those mummy paychecks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, hey, and shout out to him. Seen all of them, baby. <laughs> Seen all of them in, in theaters, bro. I was plugged in on those mummy. I love dude, the mummy. That was The Rock's first on-screen appearance, right? Scorpion King, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, actually, yeah, you're right. So, end of Mummy 3. In a, yeah. in a recent interview, he put he listed his reasons for stepping away from Hollywood as issues with his own health, his mother who passed away, personal issues, and being the target of sexual harassment. He got me too Wait, no. He was the target of sexual harassment. No, he got sexually harassed. He yeah. came out and said that. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah, he he wasn't the me tooer. He was saying me too. If you say he got me too, he got the opposite of me too. There you go. That's why right. I was just like, no, he got assaulted. No, don't slander my boy. He's no, back. That's not what I was. We need a mummy for. No, no, we got that with Tom Cruise and it's fucking horrible. No, it was not. That mummy movie with Tom Cruise was awesome. Horrible. It was awesome, and they were gonna build a monster verse with it too. Awful. It was awesome. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, the mummy movie with Tom Cruise. The problem is, is everyone thought it was going to be like Brendan Fraser's, but it was just an action movie. So everyone got all everyone got on the tizzy about it. And I'm like, well, did you not watch the trailer? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> I was like, it's kind of on you, big fella. Yeah, if you don't what if if you get outraged at a movie when that has a trailer out, and you're like, I didn't know what this was. It's like, well. They pretty much tell you what the movie is in the trailer. Um, they were trying to warn you. <laughs> so, um, who's the chick in that mummy movie? She's a pretty good actress, but I don't know her name. Oh my god, dude! She played the villain in it. Hold up, hold up. Oh, didn't she also play the the villain in? Um, didn't she also play like I the think mummy she was in, in Suicide in, Squad? Enchantress in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Anna, Annabelle yeah. Wallace? That doesn't seem right. She had dark hair, right? <laughs> she is. The Mummy 2017 film. Bro, they were gonna Oh, go... Sophia Butella. Yeah, that's right. She has the she has that very prominent chin. She's got the Brad Pitt jawline. Yeah. Um Bro, I wish they would have. They introduced Russell Crowe as, as Dr. Jekyll. They man, that shared universe would have been sick if people just weren't so annoyed. What? So is it? It's not happening anymore. I don't think so. No, but they were going to make a Dracula movie. They were going to make a werewolf movie. They were going to, and then all of them were going to intertwine because when they go to that, uh, now I'm forgetting the name of it, but the uh, the the organization that studies the occult that's an occult organization in comics in the comics that studies all those creatures and that they were going to bring them all into the world using that organization damn you and know what they need to remake with like today's action heroes leave league of extraordinary gentlemen oh so that's actually that that's actually like there's a list going on around on the internet right now of like Top 10 movies we still want to remake for, or we still want a sequel for. Uh, that one was on it, and Spawn 2 was on it. Ooh. Throw like Pierce Brosnan in the uh, in the um, 
whatchamacallit role? The Sean Connery role? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I loved League of Extraordinary Gentlemen as a kid. Such and, a great movie. And if people said that it sucked, I would understand, but I loved it. Yeah, why does I Pierce Brosnan feel like the perfect fucking cast? Because Sean Connery was James Bond. <laughs> I know that. Because Pierce Brosnan is slowly just becoming Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except awesome. he doesn't have the voice. Has he been knighted? Uh, isn't he Irish? Oh, yeah, he might be Irish. Sean Connery? No. No. Sean Connery is knighted. Pierce Brosnan. Uh, I think he's Welsh. If only Here? we had a giant machine that could tell us this. If only we had an executive producer. I'm, I'm fucking working on it. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get remember, into the NFL. Remember, remember, Jermaine, Sean Connery was a Russian. He's Irish. Pierce Brosnan, right? Wait, so they take they take yeah they take the whole UK for Bond. It doesn't have to be English. It, had, it could be all of the UK. You just have well, to be a cuz from that island. That was, that was a major scandal. Oh, okay. And what what people he, don't realize he wasn't well every, received. What people don't realize is that every Bond, when they choose him, has had a major scandal around him. Like, why? How could you? <laughs> right. So Pierce Brosnan wasn't uh, English. Wait till they make it black or female. See what happens. I mean, it's it, but it's every one. They missed their chance with Idris Elba. Idris Elba, dude, come on. That was like the that was the cast, bro. That was the I think cast. he can still do it. He's only like forty five. No, but they usually no. they if they cast you as Bond, they intend to use you for like fifteen years. Ah, is what it is. Old. He's too yeah. old. I mean, he's sixty has his last Bond. modern medicine is maybe you could do an old man Bond movie. He doesn't make like an old man Logan movie. Nick, wait, where my head went, dude? They need a. <laughs> Make me ride in Hollywood, dude. I got some ideas up in this kid. Let's get into the mid-season review, though, here. All right, so. Review. <laughs> Every team has played eight or more games thus far into the season. So we have a ton of data points to pull from for us to make decisions that will be incorrect by the end of the season. <laughs> and that's exactly what we're here to do for you, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll be looking at odds. We'll be picking some of the teams that we think are going to make the playoffs. Uh, we're going to be looking at some of the awards uh, that are typically handed out of the year. Unfortunately, they don't have executive of the year because I think Callie Roseman is a minus 10,000 right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Eric, do you want to drive? Uh, yeah. So the only question I have is do you want to start with division winners and playoff or do you want to start with awards? That's the only thing I want to know. What do you think, Nick? Awards? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Start with the awards? Yeah. All right, so let's get this pulled up and shared. All right. All right, can you guys see that? All right. Good talk. All right, so we're going to start with MVP. Um, now, pre-show, we all went through and wrote down uh, who we thought was going to win, but I'm going to go through here and give the odds. I'm probably just going to give, like, the top four or five for each one. So there's three favorite. There's three people tied at the favorite for MVP. Enhance. <laughs> Better? Yeah. Enhance. Right. No, I'm done. I don't you're, – you're out of it. Uh, Lamar Jackson plus 350, Jalen Hurts plus 350, and Patty Mahomes plus 350, followed by Tua Tagovailoa plus 650, and Joey B, Joey Burrow, plus 700. Oh, okay. My guy was listed second. I was like, damn, I didn't even pick a dude that's in the top four running. <laughs> Whoops. So uh, I took uh, – well, how are we doing this? I- I'm just going to give mine first, and then you guys can give yours and talk about it because I'm not going to give any explanation for mine. Mine, I'm going to go Lamar Jackson. Who do you guys got? Why are you not going to give explanation for yours? If yours is different than both of ours, are you going to explain yourself? Uh, I will if it's different from both of yours, yeah. Okay, we both picked Jalen Hurts. Damn. All right. <laughs> he didn't pick Jalen Hurts because he's an Eagles fan. That's I. That's 100% my explanation for it is I didn't. I jinxed him last year by screaming he was going to win MVP all year, and then he broke his shoulder. 
He's already got a banged up knee, so I'm going to stay away from it. But Lamar Jackson is leading probably the scariest team in football right now. Huge wins against playoff contending teams, uh, Seahawks and Lions. Um, he's getting it done in multiple ways. They changed the offense. He seems to be perfectly fit in it. I don't have the numbers here, but I know he's got low turnovers, and he's not relying on his legs as much for the rushing touchdowns as Jalen is, but he's he's airing it out, and they're blowing out teams that – I know it's a team sport, but he's leading that monster, so I'm going to give it to him for now. I don't think Lamar Jackson's a bad pick, so I, I think he's been killing it. Yeah. I'm just shocked to see that you, you two are all right with that pick since you think he's a running back. I, well, I'm not okay with it. Running backs don't win MVP. It's a nonsense. That's a horseshit fucking – I've never said that. Anyway. You yes. lying ass bitch. You were with Nick. You big time liar. You were you were anti-Lamar Jackson being a quarterback. Oh. Now you're not, not going to back me up, Eric? No. Jermaine, Jermaine comes in. Jermaine calls you out. You ain't going back a friend up. I see how it is. Okay. <laughs> he can't. All right. All right. Hey. Hey. Right. Hey. Have I, Jermaine? Have I ever wavered on my Lamar Jackson comedy? Yes, you did. Never. <laughs> Never. This year, not, we have it on recording. Not once have I said Lamar Jackson was a quarterback. Not once. Yeah, this, that's why you drafted him in Dynasty, huh? This, not once this year. Yeah, because they made him available for quarterback. If I can get three running backs, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. All right, we're gonna move into this offensive year, player of the year. Said it. What a good. Uh, for offensive player of the year, top five, or I'll go top. Yeah, I'll just stick top five. So Tyreek Hill plus one twenty five, and Christian McCaffrey plus one twenty five are tied at the top favorites. AJ Brown, who should be the favorite, is plus five fifty. Jamar Chase plus twenty two hundred, and Lamar Jackson plus three thousand. I got Tyreek Hill. Who do you guys got? I think we all went chalk there. No, I don't think we did. Uh, I mean, I went, I went CMC. You can make, you can make the case for Tyreek Hill. I just, I. You went with your guy. I, that's my guy. Yeah, that's that's, that's a white skill player. You know? That that's who I was. It was between those two. Um, I Although just, I almost, if if the Dolphins had a better record, Tua Tagovailoa would be my MVP. I have him for. He has to uh, beat a winning team first. I have him. I have him later on in the show. But no, look, Tyreek Hill. I mean, if you go look at his stats, I think he has like 250 more yards than the next closest wide receiver. And Brown. and AJ Brown just went on a historic six game streak of 125 plus yardage games. Like that's how wild Tyreek Hill has been. That. AJ Brown set the record for most consecutive 125 or more receiving yardage games, beating my guy Calvin Johnson. <laughs> and Tyreek Hill still has 200, 250 more yards than AJ Brown. So yeah. um, that's why I went with Tyreek Hill. He's also part of a team that dropped 70 this season. So that's just in, in, in even though he only, I think he scored one touchdown in that game. Yeah, it was the running backs that went off. It's just game. still emblazoned in my head. So. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the chalk award. Uh, defensive player, they are not going to be chalk because Michael Parsons is a flavorite at plus 180. Miles Garrett is in second at plus 190. TJ Watt at plus 200. Aiden Hutchinson at plus 2000. And Max Crosby at plus 2200. Um, I'm going to steal. Or I'm going to let you say it, Jermaine, because this is your guy. And I went with your guy. So who's your guy? Uh, first of all, Nick, you went with my guy, right? Uh, oh, I did not. You communist. <laughs> I did not. How are you going to say you didn't change to saying Lamar is a quarterback and then slander this man for defense player of the year? I've the never, answer is I've, always Miles Garrett. I've never it's picked Miles always. Garrett for defensive player of the year. I've never done it. <laughs> I've lying. never picked him for defensive player of the year. 
You lied, I bro. never, never defended consecutive years Miles Garrett as Defensive Player of the Year. That would be <laughs> asinine. That would be a fool, a foolhardy bet. My guy is just going off the rails. I've never oh, done. I've you're ne- stealing Eric Skimmick. You know, I don't that. even know who Miles get. What's his name? Dude, I have a crazy question. Where Michael, 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 Michael Gareth. Michael Garrett, who, who is who is Michael Garrett? Where did he go to college at? Miles I Garrett? I don't know, Eric. A&M? Yeah, bro. Come oh, on now. fucking pussy. All right. Um, Nick, who are you going with? Uh, TJ Watt. Solid choice. I don't think you can go wrong with either Miles Garrett That's or TJ Watt. Michael Parsons is choice. not going to win. I just, I, TJ Watt has just been able to do it all. He has an interception. He has three forced fumbles. Blocked field goal. No, that was Miles. Miles Garrett single-handedly beat the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. That game won it for me. He's and TJ Watt is single-handedly beating every Pittsburgh Steelers opponent. No, not single-handedly. Single-handedly. No. Uh-uh. Single-handedly. In- incorrect. All right. All right. Moving he, in. Uh... TJ Watt has Kenny Pickett, dude. That's true. Oh, right? So the, <laughs> he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Miles Garrett had PJ Walker, dog. <laughs> and all disrespect if you're going to claim that as your guy because you just backpedal on two of your, of your hold on, guys hold on. Let's go. Let's go to the do- – where's the doc that says the things we support? <laughs> go to the doc, the things we support. I believe it is the St. Louis Battlehawks who are led by <laughs> – who, who are led by – Was P.J. Walker on the St. Louis Battlehawks? P.J. Battle Walker. He was their quarterback. No, he was not. He was. Look it up. Incorrect. Look it up. And his name is Philip. Philip, can you Phillip get behind James a Walker. Philip, dude? I can, dude. Philip Seymour Hoffman, that's my guy. He was with the Houston Roughnecks, you know. Of course, head. just like I said, Houston. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this guy, just stay. Hey, if you are wrong, stay wrong. Let's go ahead and get to offensive rookie of the year here. All right, offensive rookie of the year. Um, I think we all went shocked on this one. CJ Stroud minus five hundred is the clear favorite. Puka Nakua plus six fifty. Jameer Gibbs plus. Why is Jameer Gibbs ahead of B. John Robinson? Anyway, Jameer Gibbs plus 1,400. B. John Robinson plus 1,600. And Jordan Addison plus 1,600. Um, I think we all went C.J. Stroud, right? Because he's killing it. Well, I mean, it's on the back of a of a five-touchdown, 450-yard performance. Like, yeah, He has 14 touchdowns this year and one interception. Yeah, he's playing like That's not out. good for a rookie. That's good for a quarterback. That's fantastic. What were the Panthers thinking, man? I don't know. I, I said CJ Stroud was the best quarterback in this class. You know what, Eric? It's a great question. <laughs> all right, Thank all you right. for asking. Don't it. want to trigger our boy here, so we're gonna jump into defensive rookie. We've already here. triggered him several times on this podcast. We're at the quota. We can't we can't hit another one. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> CJ Stroud is safe. So uh defensive rookie of the year. Favorite is Jalen Carter minus two hundred. Uh Devin Weatherspoon plus two hundred, Brian Branch plus one thousand, Will Anderson plus thirteen hundred, and Tuli Tui Pulutu. Damn, plus thirty five hundred. Um, you guys both went Devon Witherspoon. He's been balling. He out has better year. numbers than Sauce. Sauce won last year. I get why you did it. Um, I had to go with my boy Bergang Bergang. I had to go with the Jaylen fact Carter. that he's minus money when Devon Witherspoon is doing what he's doing as a rookie quarterback is crazy. Corner, yeah. corner. I said quarter. Yeah, corner. Uh-huh. It's just like that's that's the hardest position to excel at. In the NFL, in my opinion, is corner. Has Jalen Carter played over 40 snaps a game? 
I don't believe he has, but let me check. <laughs> That's insane. That is pretty bonkers. That is <laughs> minus money. Let's go look at let's go look up Jalen Carter's stats. I want to see like we might have to get into like advanced metrics because from a DT position, I'm sure I'm sure he doesn't have he so he has a couple sacks, four? sixteen tackles, seven uh assisted tackles, four sacks. Yeah, that sounds right. Um well, give me his fucking snap count. He is Fuck a he is a ninety point six grade on uh pro football focus. He's fantastic when he's on the field. I just don't see him all the time. Does well, he play or does even he play more now? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Did he play a whole lot against it? I wasn't really I was pretty drunk when I was watching the Eagles game, so I don't can't answer that question myself. <laughs> I was like, was he on there a lot, Eric? Yeah. I was, I was like, if I was drunk, Eric was uh, so he is actually um at 40.5 uh, percent <laughs> snap count for just a smidge over Nick. Jordan Davis is at 35.44, but that's because we have a rotating door of just beasts that just go in there. So do if you don't if, if you don't if you're if you don't see the field 50% of the time, you can't win any award. Uh-huh. Yeah, look, it's my my thing. If this was an offensive rookie of the year, maybe I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to say there, but Devon Weatherspoon is, is the choice, man. All right, all right, all right. And then uh coach of the year, top uh favorite or the favorite right now, Dan Campbell plus one eighty, uh Mike Daniel plus four hundred, D'Amico Ryans plus five hundred, and Robert Saleh plus one thousand, John Harbaugh plus one thousand. Uh I went D'Amico Ryans. What do you guys got? I was going to go D'Amico as well, but I changed it. Mm-hmm. I went to Kevin O'Connell. Okay. Uh, yeah, I will never not pick this guy for Coach Lee moving forward. <laughs> Mike it's, Tomlin. It's Mike Tomlin. Nice. I, I know he's not going to win, but he does not nearly get enough credit. And especially, he has this team in a winning record and, and pretty decently, well, decently above 500. I mean, there are two games above 500 where every single game, they are chanting fire his offensive coordinator and he is still winning games. Yeah, they have a negative point differential and a winning record. <laughs> Makes no damn sense. Like they, they yeah, had not, not one game. They lost a linebacker to the se- for the season. Cam Hayward has been hurt since week one. Pat Fryermuth has was hurt, came back, is hurt again. Uh, Deontay Johnson was uh, on the pup list to begin the season, so he and, missed the and first six games. And his hands still haven't recovered. <laughs> um, and Matt Canada is their OC. And, and, and Matt yeah, Canada, and they, and, and they, and I think, I think the streak is up to fifty-six games now without a four hundred yard total and, offense. And the general manager refuses to ever give Mike Tomlin an offensive line. So <laughs> they're five. Najee Harris and Jalen Warren are literally averaging 1.1 <laughs> yard per carry. And they're five and three. And they're five and three. So uh, look, I can go on and on about Mike Tomlin, but Kevin O'Connell has the Minnesota Vikings on a four game win streak when Justin Jefferson went down to injury. Right? Ooh, not an X Factor. Is that what you're saying, Jermaine? Live on air. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like the teams that they beat in during that streak as well. They beat the San Francisco 49ers oh. in prime time on oh. Monday Night Football. Right? They just came back on the Atlanta Falcons, although we're not pretty surprised by that. But they were on their third string quarterback who had been with the team for five days. 
did not know the offensive lineman's name, didn't know some of the plays, was literally on the sideline with his offensive line practicing the cadence. I know everyone's bloviated about the story, but yo, Kevin O'Connell should be much higher on that list. Plus 1,000 is wild. Also, uh, Brian Flores for uh, coordinator of the year. He's, he's 1,600. He's actually six. Kevin O'Connell is. Oh, I thought it was plus 1,000. Nah, plus 1,600. He's plus 1,600. He hey, Nick and Kevin, back to back. He, he cannot be in front of Kevin Siriani, dude. Oh, my God. Dude. Stop slandering my boy, dude. Dude, it's You mean easy Nick Siriani? Yeah, he, it's just a thing he does, bro. So no, dude, wide. they got hired in the same year, and it's always been Kevin Siriani to me. They're, I merged them in my head. They are one person. Love it. But let's get into the comeback. All right, so comeback. Um, the favorite didn't even play, but Demar Hamlin minus one ten. What did Josh Dobbs come back from? Alopecia. Uh, from the disrespect the league gave this man okay. by not giving him a starting job. <laughs> okay. I was right. gonna say Gino won last year and. There was an injury. Tuga Tagovailoa plus one seventy five. Joshua Dobbs plus eight hundred. Brees Hall plus a thousand. Lamar Jackson. Plus if isn't it, isn't it kind of funny to see at the beginning of the year people were like, "What Demar Hamlin did to play in the NFL will never be done again." And then every week the, the comeback player of the year just gets less and less. <laughs> the more we get away from his injury, he's like minus one ten now. I will say this. I think it's Damar Hamlin because the dude died on a field, right? If you're going to give it to Alex Smith for coming back and taking a snap, give it to Damar Hamlin. If Aaron Rodgers plays a snap of regular season football, he is going to win this award. If Look, I know it's a regular season award. If Aaron Rodgers comes back and plays a postseason snap, that means Robert Tala should be coach of the year. And he also, he should still get comeback player of the year, yeah. bro. It's uh, – so, sorry, who who do you guys have? Did we say who we had? I have DeMar Hamlin. I have Josh Dobbs. All right, I had two. I didn't realize he was that high on the list. I was also considering Lamar, and whoever picked Lamar for MVP and not comeback player of the year, kind of bonkers. Yeah, but it's going to DeMar, dude. Uh, yeah, we can all agree on that. Is, is, is the problem that DeMar Hamlin is not a better player? What's the problem? What's the problem with him who? winning? Not winning comeback player of the year. Oh, for not winning? Yeah. I I don't know. I get because I mean, it doesn't look like at the beginning of the year this was this was in the <laughs> minus thousands. We get it, dude. You died on the field and you came back, but like, what have you done, since? Eric? Eric, <laughs> Eric, Eric. I doubt you could run a football field right now. No, I can do it easily. <laughs> Ten six, no doubt. Ten six. Ten six. Write it down. No, no, I'm kidding. Don't write that down. <laughs> What is so a hundred meters the world the world record right ten six is bro well over I know it's well over the record but ten six is still an elite pace (laughs) wasn't ten six once upon a time the record yeah the the (laughs) current men's hundred meter record is nine point five eight the man has not played a snap in twenty twenty three yet Demar Hamlin hasn't even played. Um, oh. Hold on, let me look here and see and double check. Yeah, ESPN. He hasn't recorded a stat oh, in 2023. Bro, you better not win this fucking award. award. Oh, here's an award for being alive. You know, you will come back from cardiac arrest. <laughs> All right, Eric. We don't need to. We don't. We I digress. Don't. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Yo, let's go ahead and speed through. Let's go ahead and speed through our playoff predictions. If any of the ones uh, jump out uh, on to anyone, then we'll discuss it there. But 
start with whatever is the first division at. All right, so I'm just going to go over what I, wrote, what I wrote down here. Uh, starting with the AFC West. Oh, it's the first one. Cool. AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs are the favorite. Uh, anybody not pick the Kansas City Chiefs? No. All right. No chance. Um, AFC North, uh, Baltimore Ravens, favorite minus 130. Did anybody pick anything besides Baltimore? No. I, no, I had Baltimore at the beginning of the year. Right. Yeah, AFC that. East. Uh, did I miss it? Yeah, Miami Dolphins, minus 225. Did anybody pick anything besides Miami? You can just go in the order of the odds. But yeah, so uh, I took Miami purely because I was out on Buffalo to start the year. So although, although I will say I had the Jets winning this division, and that ship has sailed. Buffalo to end the year plays Philly, Casey, Miami, Dallas uh, with a kind of in-between game, the Jets and the Chargers. Aaron Rodgers will be back by then and get a dub. The only <laughs> below 500 teams that they play are the Patriots and the Broncos. And they can very well lose to the Patriots. <laughs> or Broncos. If they lose to the Broncos this week, oh, my God. I'm It's victory lap early, The my my, my out on the Bills pick. Uh, yeah, it, look, the Jets, you, you see it. If Aaron Rodgers was playing, the Jets would very easily win this division. I just want to say the process – Checks out, but it will not be the Jets. Anyways, let's move on to the last AFC division. All right, AFC South. Uh, Jacksonville, favorites at uh, minus 475. Did anybody pick anything else? No, but let's just spotlight the Houston Texans. I mean, they are second in this, uh, and that's freaking amazing. I, I do not think Houston wins the division, but foreshadowing, I think Houston makes the playoffs. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wild card. All right, so to break, finish the AFC, uh, we all have AFC West, Kansas City, AFC North, Baltimore, AFC East, Miami, AFC South. Jacksonville leaving three spots open. Um, Nick, who are your three wild cards in the AFC? Uh, three wild cards from the AFC. Where'd they go? Oh, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Houston. Ooh, uh, you're out on the Cincinnati I'm Bengals. Out on the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals to close the year play teams that are have a 63% winning percentage. That would be the Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens, uh, Jags, Browns, Steelers twice, Minnesota Vikings. The only sub-500 team they play are the Indianapolis Colts. And they could make a game with anyone. Talk about one of the funnest teams to watch right now. The, Indian- the Indianapolis goddamn Colts are a fun football team to watch. On the flip side of it, the Houston Texans play teams that have won 45.9% oh, yeah. of their games. They're, and I put air quotes around this, tough opponents, Jags, Bengals, Browns, and Jets. Uh, tough opponents, meaning they're over 500. They're, Nick- belo- they're, they're below 500 opponents. Arizona, the Titans twice, Denver, and the Colts. If, oh, that's a good pick. I, if like Nick's, I almost picked Houston. If Nick's pick of Houston making the wild card hits, does D'Amico automatically get the coach? Yeah, 100%. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Jermaine, who are your wild cards for the AFC? I took Cincinnati. Uh, their offense is exactly what we thought. Joe Burrow. Talk about elite presence in the pocket. My man is never panicked. It's pretty outstanding. And then I took Pittsburgh because in my club, Tomlin we trust. <laughs> and then uh, uh, the ma- the masochist I am. Um, took the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, now I, I will say this. If Cincinnati makes the playoffs, book them to win the Super Bowl. It, it almost seems like if you get through that schedule, who are you not prepared for in the playoffs? It's a good Philly. point. They beat all the ones they beat all the <laughs> ones that are gonna have to play play in the playoffs. That's no a good doubt. point. Uh, all right, let's get into NFC, Eric. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Who are your wild cards? Uh, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and because I picked them to win the Super Bowl, uh, Los Angeles. Hey, Chargers. masochism looks good in two. Uh, all, right, all right, all right. Moving into the NFC. Uh, for the NFC West, <coughs> the fav- the leaders right now are the Seahawks, but the favorites are the San Francisco 49ers at minus 320. Did anybody pick anything besides San Francisco? Seattle's offense looks terrible. Yeah, I'm going with San Francisco. Trent Williams is coming back. Debo Samuel's coming back. Brandon Ike's coming back, and they added – um, before the start of last week's games, the league leader in quarterback pressures was Chase Young. That is who the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> added at the trade deadline. Yeah, they needed secondary help, but trust me, a front seven that can get to the quarterback is just as good. You can ask the Philadelphia Eagles for the last seven years. Yep, yep. Yeah, if the quarterback doesn't have time to throw, it doesn't matter who you have back there. Yeah, exactly. You got me, Nick, and Eric. <laughs> we, all went, we all went San Fran on that, right? Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, moving into the NFC North, which is going to be Detroit leading. They are minus 1,100. Uh, did anybody pick anything besides Detroit? No, but no. Minnesota should make that division fun. I feel like they have a chance to really make that fun. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, it's Detroit. All right, all right, all right. So the NFC East, uh, led by the Eagles right now, they are the favorites at minus 550. Did anybody pick anything besides Philly? They will keep it. Uh, yeah, after they beat Dallas, you know, you can pretty much book this. All right. And then the podcast division, NFC South, currently being led by the New Orleans Saints, minus 175. Does anybody take anything besides New Orleans for this? I mean, this is truly a toss-up, so everyone should have picked a different team. <laughs> I went with the homer pick for me, New Orleans. Uh, Carolina's going to win their last uh, nine games. <laughs> if you believe that, you better go take that plus 150,000. <laughs> Yeah, no fucking chance. <laughs> uh, who did you, you take, Nick? New Orleans. And Eric? Yeah, I took New Orleans. So All moving right. into the NFC wildcard spots. Uh, obviously, we have three spots left. Nick, we'll start – or Jermaine, we'll start with you this time. Who are your NFC wildcards? Uh, I went with the Dallas Cowboys. I think they play a, a favorable enough schedule to get in pretty handily. Uh, you know, that helps that you play the – the skins and giants. Oh, sorry. Dead name. Uh, and then I picked Seattle uh, purely because I don't doubt Pete Carroll anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they got talent on all three levels on offense. Um, they have talent on all three levels on defense. So I think they'll get it done. And then I'm actually, I was going to take Minnesota and I just couldn't get myself there. I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, in spite of everything, Arthur Smith will get them to the to the playoffs. So Jermaine is a braver braver man than I, but Atlanta plays the dead last mm-hmm. strength of schedule, followed closely by the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dead last. Atlanta's remaining opponents, thirty six point two win percentage. They're above five hundred opponents are the Saints twice and the New York Jets. They played the Cardinals, the Panthers, the Bears, the Buccaneers, and the Colts to end the year. A veritable who's who of dog shit. I, I wanted I, I wanted to be strong like my buddy Jermaine, but I just couldn't do it. I went with the Vikings instead of the in, in instead of Atlanta. And I, I I mean if Josh Dobbs keeps playing if Josh Dobbs keeps playing like he was playing in Arizona and like now he's playing with better talent around him in Minnesota. I, I mean, the, the, the sky's the limit, I guess on him. Brian Flores has them boys balling. <laughs> yeah. Defense. Yeah. I cannot believe that man is not a head coach. I'm upset. We picked Dennis Allen over him 
and I'm in the situation I'm in. But God damn, Brian Flores. Because I mean, it's the, the Vikings are what four and four, five and three, four and four, four and four. Mm-hmm. So if you do a tie, the strength of the schedule is is basically fifty point seven percent on the end of the year. I mean, if they beat all the teams that are have losing records and lose to the teams that have winning records, and we'll say they split with the with the Lions because the Lions are prone to lose at least one division game against them. <laughs> like they're what? That's that's. They've got eight, eight. They got eight left. They win. They go five and three. Right? Oh, they're five and four right now. Five and four. So they go ten and. Uh, what they go four and, and four. Ten and seven. Oh, they go five and three to close out. Yeah, ten and seven. Whew. Yeah, there's, it's hard to keep them out at ten and seven. Hopefully, they do it. I look. My my hope and dream is that Atlanta crashes and burns because. I hate Arthur Smith and free Bijan. Free Bijan. Free Kyle Pitts. Free Jake. Just free those offensive fantasy players, please. So it's looking at Atlanta. Their team is so good on offense. It's like you should be losing games because you're playing Big 12 football. You should be losing games because your defense didn't show up, not because your offense didn't show up. Arthur Smith is stuck in the past, bro. He'd Des- rather rush Tyler Algier 25 times a game. Desmond Ritter is not the guy also at quarterback. And he Arthur didn't Smith play last week. Well, I'm just saying Des- I'm just that's my Desmond Ritter take is that he's not the guy. But also Arthur Smith is not the guy. What's crazy is he's got eight starts in his entire career. I don't care. And it's crazy to bench him for Tyler Heineke. We already know what Tyler – I'm not even saying his name right. We already know what Taylor Heineke's got, right? My brain said nothing. I was like, oh, yep, Tyler Heineke. <laughs> that's how That's how much we were uh, unfazed by it, bro. Uh, who did you have uh, in the wild card, Eric? Uh, Dallas, Seattle, and the Commanders. Even though they traded everyone? Yeah. <laughs> I believe in Ron Rivera. The, I think like- Sam Howell's – the most slept on quarterback in this league. The, the the commanders who play Miami, San Francisco, Dallas twice, Seattle, and the New York Jets. I thought they had Dallas once. Dallas twice. Oof. Yeah, they're going to win. They're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I'm staying with My them. man was like, oof. <laughs> All right. Nick, let's get into your nuggets. We running long. He said, oof. <laughs> he really said the word. Like, <laughs> All right. So, so. Uh, last week, week nine, uh, four teams on the bye, Denver, Detroit, uh, San Francisco, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Denver is coached by Sean Payton, first-year head coach as uh, Denver Broncos. However, from 2006 to 2021, he was the New Orleans Saints head coach. Uh, he was 13-6 and six straight up, but 9-9-1 nine, nine and one against the spread. Uh, Denver since 2019 uh, two and two straight up, three and one uh, against the spread. Now these are just these are just some stats for you guys coming off the bye. Um, no picks for these yet. Uh, Detroit coming off the bye. Dan Campbell uh, has been the head coach since 2021. They are o one and one straight up, one and one against the spread. Dan Campbell was actually the interim Miami head coach in 2015 uh, when they won their bye week. Uh, so nah, really nothing, really not a lot right there. Um. Kyle Shanahan, uh, San Francisco coming off the bye week. Kyle Shanahan's been the head coach since 2017. He's four and three straight up, three and four against the spread. Okay. Uh, 
Jacksonville, Doug Peterson has been the Jacksonville head coach since last year. They did win their their game coming off the bye last year. But however, in his Philadelphia head coaching career from 2016 to 2020, as Eric remembers fondly, uh, the Eagles were two and four straight up and against the spread during Holy Doug Peterson's during Doug, at all. Doug Peterson's uh, tenure there. Um, that leads into uh, uh, one of the games that, that that we're talking about here. My first pick for Knicks Nuggets. Uh, we fade West Coast teams traveling to the East Coast early. San Francisco oh. is playing a one o'clock game at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and while I would love to um, pick Jacksonville to win this game, that Doug Peterson record scares me off. But I am going to pick Jacksonville plus three. San Francisco money line. Uh, Eric, give me the over in that game. Full strength San Francisco. 46 and a half. Okay. Oh, uh, I could have told you that. Another another Knicks nugget that we like to do is we like to fade East Coast teams traveling to West Coast in prime time. Uh, so give me the Las Vegas Raiders money line. Oh, what did you just say out loud? The Las Vegas Raiders money line. Smoke them cigars, boys. Oh, I think that's a great pick. They're playing the Jets. That is a renewed locker room. It really is. Oh my God! And you're getting at even money, so it's pl- it's even. Uh, the money line is even there. Yeah. Uh, that is that's bonkers. The over under is 36. <laughs> that Jets defense is no joke, dude. Uh, Justin Herbert just had his fourth worst completion percentage in his entire NFL career this past Monday night. Uh, what about rest advantage, rest disadvantage? Does that factor into this matchup? Uh, rest disadvantage, rest uh, advantage does factor in, uh, but both these teams are terrible. Oh, the okay. Jets, the, the the Jets with a with a rest disadvantage or a rest advantage since 2019, five and nine straight up, eight and six against the spread, right? Which means that if you have them as the dog, you should probably take them against the spread. They are not the dog, unfortunately, and the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, eight and seven, or four, sorry, four and eight straight up, three and nine against the spread. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because the Raiders look better, uh, but the Jets' defense is legit. And Aiden O'Connell is he? Who's better, Zach Wilson or Aiden O'Connell? <laughs> That's going to be. It's maybe Aiden O'Connell is just the fact, Zach Wilson. The, yeah, exactly. The fact that it's prime time, I almost want to take a prime time under here. Uh, Eric, give me the under thirty six for the for. Las Vegas versus New York Jets. All right, what, what uh, else you got? Four teams this week, one of them being the Jets that scored uh, less than 10 points last week. The Jets being a favorite. Favorites on the year when they score less than 10 points are 6-5 and five against the spread. That would be 54% of the following week. Three other teams. Arizona is a, a one-point dog at home against Atlanta. Dog scoring less than 10 points and then having a spread uh, less than 10 points the following week are 10, 8, and 3 on the year. That's 55%. Uh, give me the Arizona money line, Eric. Uh, this... Murray gets a dub on his first game back? Yep. Seattle Seahawks, and, and Eric, thanks for bringing that up. Kyler Murray gets gets reactivated. That's why you see the line that's that's so close to uh, to even here. Seattle, uh, the Seattle Seahawks at home against the uh, Washington Commanders. They are six-point favorites. Give me Seattle minus six. And then our first 
uh, category of teams scoring less than 10 points this year. The New York Giants are a 16-point dog at the Dallas Cowboys. We have no data points for dogs scoring less than 10 points and then being greater than 10 uh, 10 points spread the following week. So I don't know how to bet that. Uh, the way you bet it is to have fun. Give me Dallas minus 16, Eric. Yeah, I, I, and, and Jermaine, good point. When when uh, when you take favorites against the spread with spreads greater than nine and a half this year, they are hitting at fifty seven percent, and straight up they are hitting at eighty four percent. It's it, it's bonkers, dude. Daniel Jones feels so bad for the dude. Torres ACL. Tyrod Taylor's on IR. I mean, Tommy DeVito is. I jokingly said I could complete five passes, and Tommy DeVito is the reason why people say you're full of shit. Honestly, I could complete more than Tommy DeVito. Yeah. I could get minus three yards instead of minus seven over a whole game. What uh, in the hell is going on over there? The Giants have not won this game in Dallas since 2016. In 2016, it was a one-point win. If you take the last 10 years, uh, they are one and nine in the last 10 years. A bright spot here is four out of the last five have been over this 38.5 point total. Still a lot of players on the field. I do think that's a good call, that over 38.5. I think Dallas can get 30 by themselves. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we need – I mean, we're, we're doing this thing as better as, again, where we just say the Giants can score six, ten, right? Ten, ten, maybe? Ten, maybe? Um, uh, last, last, last game, Nick's Nuggets, a divisional game. Uh, Cleveland traveling into Baltimore in the last five years. Uh, Cleveland uh, is four or one and four in the last five years. Um, the the Cleveland has scored. Um, where is this? Where is this whole note? Did it not get saved? Let's see here. I guess my whole note didn't get saved. That sucks. Um, so Baltimore has only scored less than 23 points once. And the total has been over the mark that it's at right now, 37 and a half, four out of the last five. However, I believe the line is at what, Eric? Baltimore minus six? Yes, Baltimore minus six. So right now, outside of this, if this doesn't move, I would not have any action for this. If this goes to Baltimore minus six and a half, I'm taking Cleveland plus six and a half. Only two out of the last five games, and if you expand that, four out of the last ten games have been outside six-point spreads when they finish. This matchup between Cleveland and Baltimore. So for, <laughs> for both those, for the for the Giants-Dallas game, I'll take the over 38.5 also, and the Cleveland-Baltimore game, I will take 38.5. Unfortunately... Uh, I know I provided you guys last week with referee assignments. I, wa I wasn't able to get uh, the advanced referee stats uh, this week. So that might be something we post to the socials later in the week. You got any, you got your typical favorites parlay? Uh, no, no favorites parlay again this week. Okay. All right. Jermaine, so we have – or wait, Nick, are you done with your nuggies? Uh, we'll go, we'll, we'll just go real quick. We'll, we'll do a little NFL model here. The, the NFL model separate from Nick's nuggets. Uh, if we bet opening lines, uh, the model is functioning at 60%. If you would have taken all our bets, it's at 14.5 units. 
the bets to focus on this week. Uh, we like New England money line right in an overseas game. Uh, we like Minnesota money line against the New Orleans Saints. Funny enough, we like the the Tennessee Tampa Bay under 39 and a half. That's a that's a scare. I probably would not bet that if I were a better. It's dropped to 38. 38. Uh yeah, we still like we I still like the under, the under 38. Not as much as I did 39, but uh and then in the Monday night football matchup, uh, we like Buffalo minus seven and a half. Why? Modeled still hasn't learned about Buffalo. <laughs> still hasn't learned about Buffalo. That'd be an interesting thing to look at how badly it does in, in Buffalo. Uh, if if you just take highlight bets right now, um, uh, spread is not doing so great. But money line and over under highlight bets that's that's bets that uh, the spread is outside seven. There's a difference of seven points in 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 either the spread or the over under. Uh, money line and over under combined, the model is fourteen and three on the year. Mm. What do you guys got on this slate? Uh, I'll take Houston Texans plus six and a half, minus one hundred five. Um, oh man! And so we'll be in New Orleans for the New Orleans Minnesota game. Um, it's going to be very interesting. Give me the over forty one in that matchup. Uh, also, Detroit versus Los Angeles. I'll take under forty eight and a half. Uh, Wait, which was that one? Detroit versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Detroit. Under 48 and a half. And boy, oh boy. I'm going to pick a dog's parlay. So I'll take the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders. Uh, I'll take the... I mean, it's so funny. That some of these matchups are in, closely matched. I'll take the... Dude. I don't really like any of these dogs at all. I'll take the Patriots, and that's it. I'm just going to take Raiders, Patriots, parlay, plus 304. All right. That's all you got for this week? That's all I got. Nick, you're all set? Yep, all good. Give us the three the three E's. Uh, so I'm taking Indianapolis minus 1.5, uh, Jacksonville money line, and then I'm taking a parlay with uh, Cincinnati, Baltimore, New Orleans, and Seattle all money. We'll be in uh, Minnesota checking out that new stadium this weekend, so we'll let you know how it goes. I'm going to be drinking beer out of a horn. <laughs> Damn, thanks for the invite, dog. Hey, uh, Nick, we're going to be in Minnesota this weekend? Yeah. It's like it, it, it's about as much notice as I gave you for the Raleigh game. <laughs> uh, you got anything else for them, Nick? Nothing for me. Good luck any given Sunday. I you know I gave you all these stats and all these percentages that they hit at. It won't it won't hit this week. <laughs> Always subscribe to podcast motto. Hashtag fade us. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Cologne Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. <laughs>